Welcome to the weekly worship service from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbon A and Kankakee. In today's service, you will hear readings from God's Word, a message from our pastor, the Lord's Prayer, and a blessing for you and your family. But first, a few announcements about our ministry at St. Paul's. We invite you to join us for our weekly 5 p.m. Saturday worship service at our church located at 348 East Merchant Street in downtown Kankakee. We also hold weekly Sunday morning worship services at 8.30 and 11.05 at our school site, located at 1780 Career Center Road in Bourbon A. If you have any health reasons that might keep you away from in-person worship, please consider one of our alternative worship services, such as our worship page on our website, our weekly WKAN broadcast, and through our Facebook stream. You may also request an audio copy or opt for our podcast. All worship services and church information are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. The latest information on our response to the pandemic is available by clicking the COVID-19 tab at the top of the page. For more information about St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, please call the church office at 815-932-0312. And now we pray that you are blessed by the Word of God in today's worship. Our New Testament reading today is from the book of Romans, chapter 10, beginning at verse 8. The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith we are proclaiming, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. As the scripture says, anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame, for there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This is our word of the Lord. 
Let us stand in honor of the gospel of our Lord. Holy Gospel today comes from Luke chapter 4, beginning at verse 1. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the desert, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man does not live on bread alone. The devil led him up to a high place and showed him an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor, for it has been given to me, and I can give it to anyone I want to. So if you worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here, for it is written. He will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered, it says, do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him until an opportune time. This is the gospel of the Lord. May God's grace, mercy, and peace be yours today in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The text for the message comes from our gospel reading. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, as we begin the season of Lent, we come in ashes, seeking your blessing in your presence. May the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our Maker and our Redeemer. Amen. In the gospel reading today, we heard Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the desert, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them, he was hungry. It's our text. It was a few weeks ago, I sent out an email and posted a question on Facebook uh, and the question was, was basically this. What is your most or your most common temptation each day? Your, what are your most common temptations each day? I said, you know, pick your top three. Uh, I had someone immediately replied, only three. Uh, 
as we think about that. Of course, there were the usuals, uh, being content with what I have, the temptation there, uh, or the temptation of alcohol, uh, uh, wine or whatever, uh, and chocolate. Uh, that was uh, one that people talked about. Uh, one said that, you know, the temptation to uh, work on my hobbies instead of housework and other things that I should do. But then uh, folks started getting uh, a bit more personal. Uh, some talked about uh, swearing and cursing and keeping my mouth in check when angry with my neighbor or loving my neighbor when they're so bad. Or uh, sloth or laziness, uh, uh, seeking my comfort above everything else. Uh, someone talked about uh, not participating in, 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 uh, in work gossip and grousing. Uh, and some talked about uh, gluttony, overeating, or, or eating what I shouldn't, you know, bad for me kind of food, uh, which was a bit of the topic of discussion at our uh, Tables of Eight dinner last night <laughs> as we were eating uh, dessert. Um, but the majority of responses sort of centered around this idea of negatively judging people. Uh, speaking unkindly to others. Uh, one person wrote this. Uh, the temptation to vent my frustrations in unkind ways versus handling them in more productive, loving ways is, a very, real, is very real and something that I battle on a daily basis. Temptations. I read a story about a, a man who was struggling with his weight, uh, and, and you know, maybe you can empathize. I know I can uh, and he was taking his diet very seriously, so much so that he even changed the way that he drove to work uh, because he, didn't wanna, he wanted to avoid his favorite bakery. Uh, and one morning he arrived at work with a, a, a box full of delicious pastries. Uh, and uh, everyone at the, at the job off, at the office there was giving him a hard time because he obviously gave in to temptation. It didn't, really didn't bother him because he smiled and he shared the story. He says, hey, these are special pastries. You see, there is a traffic problem today, and I ha ended up having to go right by my favorite bakery. Uh, and in the window, you could see these delicious pastries, and I, I wasn't sure what to make of it, so I prayed. And I prayed, Lord, if you want me to have some of these delicious pastries, let there be an open parking space right up in the front. And sure enough, there it was on the eighth time around the block. I think we all can relate to that, can't we? Uh, in fact, uh, temptation of uh, one kind or another is a part of our everyday lives. Uh, we give in and, and we do something that we, know we, that, that we know is not the right thing to do. On the occasion of our baptism and our confirmation, we're asked, do you renounce the devil and all his works and all his ways? And then our parents at our baptism and, and at our confirmation, we confessed uh, confidently, I do renounce them. Well, how successful have you been in carrying out what you have promised? Now, are you feeling as guilty as I am? <laughs> because you know that all too easily and all too often, you've been led by Satan into all kinds of things that you know are not pleasing to God. It seems that we're bombarded with temptations of every kind, temptations that come from different directions, temptations that come in so easily. Uh, today's text reminds us that even Jesus was not exempt from temptation. 
And when we think about it, when we think about Jesus, we, it's easy to forget about his human nature, isn't it? That, that, that he ate and drank, that he uh, uh, slept, uh, that he got dirty, uh, that he, he prayed, that he cried, that he gave thanks, that he worshiped. Jesus did and experienced all the things that you and I experience in this life. He even experienced temptation. Luke tells us today that Jesus uh, uh, is tempted by Satan, and Satan comes to tempt Jesus when Jesus is the most vulnerable, uh, when, he, when he's most likely to give in, right? He's alone in the wilderness, and he'd been fasting for 40 days. You know, a lot of our temptations are just like that, aren't they? Instead of taking the harder road, uh, we're tempted to take the, the path of least resistance. Uh, we want the easy way out. Uh, you know, the devil's pretty persistent, isn't he? Uh, and try to get Jesus to give up the difficult path and that would lead to his suffering and death. And he tries three times. Jesus, uh, Satan first comes to Jesus and says, Jesus, <laughs> you have got to be hungry by now. No, why don't you, there are these rocks here. Why don't you turn these rocks to bread? Uh, I mean, you can do that. I mean, you're the son of God, right? I mean, the words of the devil are true, aren't they? He is hungry. He'd been fasting for 40 days. He does have the power to change the rocks uh, into a banquet of his favorite food. I mean, he is the son of God. Those are all true. But Jesus refuses to succumb to that temptation. And then Satan comes, uh, uh, says, come with me. Boom. Uh, instantly, they're uh, standing on top of a high mountain peak, and there below them is the spread out, all the nations of the world. And, and the devil is sort of uh, looking pretty proud about himself. He said, Jesus, they're all mine, you know, all of them. Jesus, I can give them to you or to anyone I choose. Hey, I like you, Jesus. Uh, you can be king. You can be lord over everything. I'll give it all to you if you worship me here on this mountain. Just fall on your knees. Just between us. No one else has to know. And again, Jesus pushes back, resists the temptation for easy power and glory and riches. And finally, the devil leads him down the mountain and into the city of Jerusalem and up to the very top pinnacle of the, of the temple. And says, Jesus, if you are the son of God, if you really do have divine power, then you could throw yourself off the, the ed edge here because it's written in those scriptures that you keep quoting uh, uh, that he will command his angels concerning you that to guard you carefully. And, and so, when, uh, so when the people see you and a whole host of angels floating down into the temple courtyard, they're going to be so impressed, they're going to adore you as the Messiah. And in each case, each time, Jesus refused to be tempted to take the shortcuts to take the easy way out, because he knew that God's plan of salvation included things like hardship, suffering, pain, even death. No easy way to complete God's plan of salvation. But that doesn't stop Satan from trying to sidetrack Jesus from his role as the Savior with an easy option. I mean, that is what Satan is like, isn't he? I mean, he's the father of lies. He, 
Satan has changed his tactics at all, not one bit. I mean, he's always putting in front of you and me the, the easy option, right? The attractive alternative, the path that, that, that appears more logical, right? Or uh, the, the path that seems to be the more natural thing to do, the, the direction that satisfies our, our cravings and our impulses. And so to push back and resist temptation, to take the path that sometimes is more difficult, will involve hard work, perhaps even pain. I mean, that's what happened to Jesus. Of course, he was hungry. The most natural thing to do would be to satisfy that hunger, to take the easy road uh, to becoming rich and powerful and famous is always a great temptation. Now, we need to remember, though, that, that being tempted in and of itself is not sinful. Uh, temptation is Satan's way of leading us away from God. I mean, we fall into sin when we give in to those temptations. We fall into sin when we fall for the, the easy way of doing things. The, 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 you know, we fall for it hook, line, and sinker. We fall into sin when we follow the cravings, the impulses that we know that we should not follow. And there's no one on this planet who's exempt from temptation. Now, we might try to justify our actions by saying that, well, you know, times have changed, right? Uh, moral standards have changed, or excusing ourselves or accusing others for leading us astray. We might even say that this little temptation, it's not going to affect anyone, right? But let's be honest. A sin is a sin. Anything that leads, up, leads us to go against what what go against God and his will for our lives is sin. And no explaining it away will help. So what is happening when you and I give in to temptation? Well, when we give in to Satan and his tricks and sin, one of the first things that happens is that we forget to whom we belong. We belong to God. We belong to his kingdom. We've been adopted as children of God. Uh, the Bible emphasizes this again and again and again, doesn't it? Saying, you know, you are the people of God. He loved you and chose you for his own. And so resist, push back. Uh, resist the temptation to do harm toward others. Clothe yourselves with the qualities that demonstrate that you belong to God's family. I read a story about a father he was having a conversation with his son, uh, and, and this conversation takes place when the son was an adult. Uh, and, but in his teenage years, the son was a little bit of a handful uh, and really pushed the boundaries uh, uh, set by his parents. And as an adult, he, he reflected on that and made this statement to his dad. He said, I know it caused a lot of pain and worry. I'm sorry for that. Uh, uh, you know, my friends, they wanted me to get involved in something that was wrong or dangerous. I, I just couldn't do it, Dad. All I could think of was your love for me. All I could think of was how much you and Mom would be hurt when you found out. I could never do anything uh, to hurt you. Isn't that the same thing about our faith? Knowing that you are a special and treasured child of God. Knowing that you are someone for whom God has paid the ultimate price. Knowing that you are someone who is so loved by God that he would do anything for you, even when you don't deserve it. 
knowing that you are someone who's been adopted into God's family and made one with Jesus in your baptism. Knowing all this enables you and me, by the power of the Spirit, to push away, resist temptation. We need to remember to whom we belong. When we give in to Satan and his tricks and sin, we also forget that God wants to help us. Make no mistake, Satan is powerful. He easily seduces us to sin against God. Our own desire is powerful, and we give in so easily. But the truth is that God is more powerful than Satan. And in fact, in Jesus, Satan had already been defeated. And so God is always ready to help us, to help you and me when we're tempted. In our baptism, God has made a commitment to us that he would always be ready to help us and support us as our loving Heavenly Father. One of Jesus' promises reminds us of that, isn't it? Surely I will be with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus has given us his Holy Spirit to help us in our battle against Satan and to be our guide, to be our counselor that always points us back to his word. Where we can find the answer to the most common questions we ask. Which way shall I go? What does God want me to do? We need to remember that God wants to help us. When we give in to Satan and his tricks and sin, we also forget that we cannot fight Satan by our own power. You know, we're human. And by our own power, we're no match against the power of Satan. When we rely just on ourselves, we end up falling for the same temptations again and again and again. To be sure, we might try to stand up against Satan, but Satan's got thousands of years of experience. <laughs> he has a way of taking God's word and twisting it just a bit. He has a way of manipulating our desires, our, our feelings and our needs, so that we end up following his path instead of God's. Remember, the more we give in to temptation, the more difficult it is to resist it. You see, as God has made us and he knows all, us, all about us and our weaknesses. And so he invites you and me, maybe not invites, insists. He insists that, that we call upon him in times of temptation. That we call upon him in times of trouble and in prayer. And ask him as our loving Heavenly Father to help us stand up against Satan and his temptations. What did Jesus do when it would have been far simpler for him to take the easy way out and forget all about the suffering of the cross, the shame and the dying? Well, he went to his father in prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane. He struggled with his own human nature and that wanted the other way out and that didn't involve suffering and pain. He was able to resist temptation, to push back, and able to give the strength and the courage uh, to follow God's will. In his humanity, in his human nature, Jesus looked for a strength that was far greater than his own human nature, turning to his Father in prayer. What a great example for you and me. Temptation involves making choices. Are we going to follow the ways of the world, Satan and our own desires, sort of take the easy path? Or are we going to go ahead and follow the ways of God? 
Meaning, if we're going to make choices that reflect God's will, uh, choices that reflect God's ways for us, then we have to know what God's will is. And where do we find the details about what God wants? Well, we find it in the Bible, Scripture, His Word. That's how Jesus resisted Satan's very tempting offers in the wilderness. Each time it is written, it is written, it says, quoting God's word, he had a choice to make. He knew the right thing to do because he knew what God's word said. And a lot of times I think too often we flounder. We flounder when we're faced with choices. We have trouble because we don't know our Bibles well enough. We don't know what it is that God wants us to do when we're at a crossroad. And we have a choice to make because we don't know how uh, uh, we don't know or remember what God has told us in his word. We need to remember that we cannot fight Satan on our own. Not by our own power. We need the power and direction that comes from God. And finally, we give in to Satan and his tricks and sin. We can always go to God and confess our sins. My friends, Jesus Christ came so that you could have forgiveness cleansing for the many times that, that Satan and our own sinful natures led us down that easy path and got us into trouble. Jesus went to the extreme of dying on the cross so that the guilt that comes from giving into temptation could be removed and we would be made right again, right in the sight of God. In fact, even though we might feel terribly disappointed in ourselves and totally unworthy of God's love, God's love never changes, does it? We can always go to God and confess our sins. So what about you? What are your most common temptations each day? As we enter the season of Lent, this is a time of self-examination and renewal. During this season, we realize how weak we really are when it comes to temptation. So how do we handle temptation? Let's handle it God's way. Remember to whom we belong. We need to remember that God wants to help us. We need to remember that our own power is useless. We need help from God. And we need to remember that we can always come to God and confess our sins. Let's come to our good and gracious God, that he may help us, that he may forgive us, that he may renew us, that he may make a new start in our hearts and minds. Lent is a time when we rejoice that God is a God of refreshment. God is a God of new life, of new beginnings. Our comfort and strength in every temptation is that Jesus Christ has already triumphed over every temptation on the cross. Jesus Christ has won the victory for you and me. Praise be to God. May he give you and me the strength as we walk with our Savior. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, 
the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Dear friends, go with God's blessing this day. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this time of worship. From all of us at St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, we thank you for listening. More worship opportunities are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. Just click worship at the top of the page. May God bless you and your family each and every day. And again, thank you for listening.